Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book creator Grant Lancard about what comics he would take into an asteroid impact apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a comic community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. And on a side note, if you do enjoy the show today, please, please, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well through the algorithm. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Grant Lancard. How's it going? How's it doing? How's it going, Samuel? I'm doing I'm great, thank you. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Been a busy old day at work and uh, the sun was trying to uh, gleam through the clouds but uh it didn't quite make it it was it was ma- mainly raining here um how, how's the weather where you are uh actually it's it's one of the it's those weird spring days where it's like it feels like winter in the morning but it, it mm-hmm. it's really warm like later in the day mm-hmm. um, which is all right with me i don't mind the cold to be honest with you no no i like i, I like the mix for sure, it's uh, it's good, isn't it? Um, now, um, for those that haven't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? So, my main comic book is a little series called Beowulf, which is now on issue five of six on Kickstarter right now. Uh, I'm sure you put a link in the in the description somewhere or something. Yeah, like you bet. That. Yeah, um, yeah, and Beowulf is a cute little story. Uh, it's kind of a modern retail of the classic that I'm sure everybody learned about in uh, high school. Uh, essentially, it's that the guy from the fairy tale, but reincarnated in modern times as a 30-something slacker. Mm-hmm. And um, he has a sidekick who, he has two sidekicks. One is a 13-year-old girl, and the other one is a cat with magic powers. Awesome. Um, and unfortunately, I saw on the Kickstarter video that that cat is is based on your cat that sadly passed away. Yeah, so we had, we had a cat named Mooney um, who... Uh, something about him just... Uh, he kind of... He gave off the attitude of being a wise old wizard. And um, uh, I kind of based this character on him, not just his look, but uh, also kind of his personality. Um, and yeah, I've it, it's been really nice because I've been able to use him, you know, for promotional videos and, and photos and stuff like that. And um yeah, as you alluded to, unfortunately, this time I couldn't do that because, um, yeah, uh, he he passed away. Uh, nothing, I, I mean, it was just, he passed away of old age. I mean, mm. Um, mm. I mean he I mean, he was like 120 years old in cat years, so. Wow. So, so he, he was a wise old wizard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, 
That's really sad. I mean, he li- um, he lived he lived a very long, very happy life. So um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm so at, I mean, at the end of the day, that makes me happy. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I still miss him. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, as you say, um, we'll have the link in the show notes there, so folks can go check out Beowulf whilst we're chatting. Um, but before we get into it, uh, where else can people find you online? So it's G W Lankard, just spelled like my last name, and I believe that's on everywhere on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram. If you look for me there, you can find me. Cool, awesome. Or you can go to you can also go to comicsburg dot com, which Comicsburg is the name of my publisher. Ah, cool, very cool. Uh, Comicsburg. Uh, comicsburg.com sorry that was cool excellent Uh, now all of that aside uh, unfortunately as we're speaking um, an asteroid has just hit the earth um, and specific yeah I know it just it came out of nowhere we didn't see it coming it was uh, it's quite a shock Um, and I mean somewhat fortunately it hasn't hit exactly in pennsylvania because you're based in pennsylvania right correct yes um it's it's hit kind of you know boston so not a million miles away but you're gonna feel the the shock wave basically um so my question is um what's your action plan for survival in this asteroid impact apocalypse okay so uh okay let's see um, first of all, I have to think the the smartest thing would be to get underground, right? Because I'm thinking like the asteroid is going to cause, um, like lots of residual shock waves, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing you want to do is get underground, right? Makes sense. So fortunately, I mean, my house does have a basement. I mean, we're going to assume that my that I'm at my house at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So, are you, I mean, are you alive in this situation as well? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm. Yeah, I I am where I am in the UK. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to join you on your uh, right. <laughs> on your survival story. But uh, anybody that is kind of yeah around you. Um, can can certainly tag along. So I'm guessing I'm guessing that. Uh, so okay. So I'm probably not going to be able to finish this conversation, unfortunately, because <laughs> uh, I'm thinking like you know all the electricity and and phone lines and stuff like that are going to be out as well, right? Wi-Fi oh, yeah. would probably be a thing of the past. Most definitely. Um, so this isn't like a radioactive asteroid or anything, is it? No, 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 no. Just, just a good, good, good old-fashioned impact that, yeah, just wipes out everything <laughs> within its like you know, hundred-mile radius type of thing. Maybe so a few, think, maybe more like five hundred or something. So I'm thinking. I mean, if we survived impact and we survived all like the residual, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Residual like shock waves. Mm. I'm thinking. The next thing I have to worry about would be loss of electricity, loss of heat, stuff like that. Um, I mean, fortunately, it's not super cold. Um, 
I don't know if that would knock out the water or not. Um, it, it would. It, it kind of would. Um, so the 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 water would still come through, but it might might not be so sanitary because, like, obviously the sanitation of the water has been uh, destroyed. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, you still have to boil it. You can still get it out of the tap, but you'll have to boil it if you want to stay safe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, and then then we'd have to get figure out a way around that as well, because I mean, I mean, if my stove isn't working, then I guess I'm gonna have to figure out like, are we gonna build a fire in my backyard? That's I mean, right. Have, You're gonna have to. You have to. You're gonna have to campfire it. I mean, I do have a barbecue. I don't know if we currently have any charcoal or not because it's not really barbecuing season. But I guess I can yeah. grab like leaves and. Stuff like- and I, I, I think the uh, the fen- fences are going to end up in in uh, campfires for cooking, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have figured. That would be the same, the quickest way, right? You bet. And is anybody going to join you in this uh, in this nice little campfire that you make in the in the back garden? Well, I guess I have to invite my wife, right? Uh, I guess she's got to tag along. <laughs> I mean, she's going to be here anyway, so, um, I mean, we probably have enough for a few days in the, in the, um, refrigerator. Um, if everybody, I mean, if everybody, I mean, if an asteroid hits, everybody's going to be affected by this, right? So everybody's going to be low on food. Um, I don't know. I might have to make. I mean, now that I think about it, I mean, there's no reason why I couldn't run to the grocery store. Although, I mean, like, sure, like we said, their cash registers are probably going to be down. But, I mean, at that point, I don't know. I don't know how concerned they're going to still be about like credit cards and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I think all of that's going to go out the window pretty quick. <laughs> right. So yeah, I so I mean, I mean, how many weeks do you think it would be? Or I guess I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm assuming you have the answers, but I mean, how many? Weeks <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I've become quite experienced with uh, with all this, yeah. But like with an with an asteroid impact, it, it it's just how, however long it takes to kind of you know a a government to actually kind of you know respond with stuff that they've uh they've got in reserve i guess um i see i reckon america would probably after an asteroid impact like that maybe a few months it might take to actually begin to kind of like get electricity back and stuff like that so you've got a few months i'd say right of surviving on your own exactly yeah so yeah so I mean, hopefully we won't have to resort to, like, eating wildlife in the area or or even neighbors. But, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, but uh, the, the main thing is is that it's, it's you and your wife at home. Um, 
getting cozy around the campfire for cooking and then kind of you know going back indoors obviously um for um for the evening and things um but uh whilst you are cooking around the campfire um the the, the question of comics comes up and you know if you're ever going to be making comics ever again um in the future um and then you kind of start reminiscing about you know the comics that you used to read and and your wife asks you what's the first comic you remember enjoying so i read um an early issue or not an er- a super early i think it was like in the 200s uh but an issue of uncanny x-men that i really loved it was the first appearance of mr sinister um it was almost all action and very little dialogue um I just remember it it hit me at right that just that right age where I wanted to learn who all the X-Men were. Uh bear in mind this is before, you know, the animated series, which um I think is how a lot of people my age fell in love with the X-Men. But um this so this was before all of that and it, i was just like instantly fascinated like who are these characters what are their powers you know what's their backstory um that was probably the earliest comic book i also uh read one of john burns uh man of steel comic books pretty young which i mean those were pretty fun i mean obviously when i was a kid my favorite character was superman i think everybody's favorite superhero is superman until they're like five or six right um i don't know it might be different for you but um and yeah um i also read a what if comic book that freaked me out as a kid uh it was what if spider-man had had bonded with the alien costume and it freaked me out because Spider-Man died, dies at the end. Um, wow. Which that's what, I mean, that's, what's crazy about those. Um, what if comic books? I mean, you want to talk about apocalyptic comic books, Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if there are any what if comic books that literally end with, you know, the world blowing up, but I think there were a couple that were pretty close to that straight up man and uh and where where were you getting these these comic books at a comic book shop at a walmart um where was it so um there was a there was a newsstand in my town i started out there um i didn't graduate to an actual comic book store until a couple years later um i remember there, there was a comic book store in my town and um uh, it i remember i we drove by this store every day and it never crossed my mind to like ask my mom hey what is that store why why are there superheroes on their sign mm-hmm. and then just one day i did and it was like wait a minute there's stores with that sell nothing but comic books that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, it's quite it's quite a moment when you uh, when you realise that, um, and uh, so yeah, when when you did kind of discover that, yeah, I'm sure that opened up a whole 
new world to you um but but when did you yourself start to think you'd like to become a comic creator yourself um almost instantly and um it was something that was was definitely discouraged um not just you know among my parents but you know Mm. um people um i mean maybe not at first Mm-hmm. but i mean when i definitely when i got to be like 18 or 19 and i started thinking like yeah this is what i want to do with my life people were definitely like um that's not such a good idea um right. and i don't know like i mean we're kind of going through that right now with my stepdaughter because uh my stepdaughter says she wants to be an actress and it's like mm. i mean I mean, we were, we were lucky. My, I mean, my stepson, he, he loves computers. So he has, you know, marketable skill. Um, but I remember early on thinking like, Oh God, I hope we have, I hope we have, a, I hope uh, my stepdaughter is not creative in any way i know that sounds horrible <laughs> but i mean let's be honest I mean, that's the uh the, the the reality of parenthood sometimes yeah. like where, <laughs> where um yeah you're you're trying to like keep them on a safe path but at the same time you know you just i you do have to kind of let them explore their options i guess as well i mean yeah i mean i've talked to my mom about this i've i've said to her why didn't anybody warn me like how hard being in the art field is? Mm-hmm. And my mom said it, it wouldn't have made a difference. You, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, Pretty much. she was like, you came out of the womb with, with like an art set in your hands. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Um, you just, you, you can't help but want to create, um art and stories and things like that and you know what anybody says you're just gonna go ahead and do it and um yeah. i think that that, that it, it's almost part of the process isn't it that you kind of have to go through that that if you if you're really gonna you know quote unquote make it in a in a creative field kind of so- if if you're really going to make it, then you will make it happen regardless of what anybody says. So I, I studied graphic design after high school, just oh. because to me, I thought that that was, how do I put it? Like kind of a, uh, a middle road to mm-hmm. take like, you know, a job that I could make money at, but still feel creatively reward rewarded. And um, I just, Almost from day one, I, I I hated every minute of it. Uh, just all, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're working for somebody else, they have complete control over what you can or can't do. Mm-hmm. And um, I just got really frustrated with feeling like people were preventing me from being creative, you know? So, um, you know, when the, um, when the quarantine, the pandemic kind of happened, I kind of said to myself, um, 
you know, at this point, if I don't take a chance and, and do a comic book, I'm probably never going to. So I sat down and started working on it. Awesome. Awesome. And and that result is the is the current Beowulf series? Yes. Awesome. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um and uh going going back to our <clears throat> to our um our campfire. Uh the next question that your <laughs> wife asks is uh what's the funniest comic that you've read? So one of the few comic books that legitimately I find legitimately funny as opposed to um, just kind of like, you know, more clever than funny uh, was the comic book bone um, by Jeff Smith. Do you guys have that one over there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's come up a fair, a fair few times on, on the podcast and, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quite familiar with it these days for sure. Um, but yeah, for, for anybody that hasn't come across it, give us a flavor of what Bone's about. Um, I mean, it started out being a fairly humorous comic book. It's, um, these little creatures. Wow. How do you even describe what they look like? They're just like, kind of big feet, like big noses, um, very Disney-ish. Uh, I think they were, I think the look of them was very influenced by an older comic strip called Pogo. Um, but they get banished from their hometown and they have to like make it out in the wild. And um, it's three brothers, um, Phone Bone, Phony Bone, and was it Smiley Bone? Sorry, it's been a while since I've read this. Yeah, me too. Um, But uh, it's something like that. (laughs) And then Phone had a crush on this one girl um, who who kind of rescues him, who was named Thorn. And I remember for years and years, I thought Thorn was the coolest name for a girl after uh, reading this. For Um, sure. But yeah, um, so that was uh, that was Bone. Uh, this was popular, like right in the middle of the '90s. And I think part of the reason why it was so popular was it was kind of the antithesis of like Spawn and the Punisher and and the other stuff that was popular at that moment. Very cool. Um, and yeah, no, it's 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 quite a classic, isn't it? It's Smiley Bone, by the way. Okay. Um, the one you were thinking of, yeah, phone bone, phony bone, and smiley bone. <laughs> right. That's the one. Um, and yeah, no, it's just it's it's uh, it's quite a classic. Um, I think. Um, even though I mean, it's obviously it's it ran for quite a while, um, like good almost fifteen years. Um, and it was only fifty-five issues. Um, although I mean that's still quite a lot. <laughs> But uh, it's 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 quite critically acclaimed, I'd say, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if any of your listeners haven't checked out Bone, uh, they should check it out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, uh, changing gears uh, quite suddenly, what's the saddest comic that you've read? 
the saddest. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, the thing that comes to mind immediately, I guess, is the death of Superman, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. scene in that that always gets me is when, uh, you know, you know, Ma Kent sees Superman's body for the first time and after he dies, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, super sad. Um, and do you, do you remember uh, when and where you actually read that? Oh, boy. I want to say that was 93, 94, right. somewhere in there. Yeah. Maybe ninety maybe as late as ninety five, I don't know. But right. yeah, uh I was definitely right in middle school, middle school age. And uh yeah, do do you remember where you read it? Was it like in the comic book shop or was it um, you know, at high school or something or <laughs> or just at home? Yeah, probably I probably I mean I probably bought it at a comic book shop and then and then read it at home. Nice. Nice. Um Cool. And then, um, again, changing gears uh, quite suddenly, what's the scariest comic that you've read? The scariest comic book I have ever read. I have a good answer for this one. It is the issue of Hellboy that Richard Corbin guest drew. Um, Do you know who Richard Corbin is? Not off the top of my head. So he was... um, he was he was an indie artist from like the 60s and 70s he was also like a relatively famous like non-comic book illustrator um and then uh he was hired by mike mcnola to do a guest spot on hellboy and um there's this one story where uh this guy is just hanging out in the woods Mm -hmm. and um, um, while he's hanging out in the woods, Satan c- comes up to him to like ask him for a um, like t- like a proposition. You know the same mm-hmm. the the legendary um, the legendary like hey you know I'll give you money women for your soul. Right. Uh, so the name of this the story was the crooked man if you google richard corbin crooked man, crooked man you'll see what satan looks like and i it it's kind of a subtle in a way depiction of satan just in that he doesn't have horns or anything like that but it's also like just one of the the creepiest drawings you'll ever see Wow. Yeah, no, I just I just looked it up. And for uh the all the um Brits out there, it's it, Corbin is spelled C O R B E N. Right. Just so you know, cuz like mo- mo- most of us would think Jeremy Corbin and uh, spell it with a Y instead of an E at oh, the end. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, no. Um Yeah, no, that's freaky, man. <laughs> really freaky. Kind of like got this like whole kind of lopsided face thing I mean, going on <laughs> i mean i'm just imagining like being in the woods like nobody for you to yell at um yeah. nobody nowhere really for you to run um nowhere to hide and just like seeing that thing 
Yeah, well, yeah, no, you'd run a mile, basically, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd be going the other way very quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, um, no, so I'm going to have to look more into that for sure. That's, uh, that's freaky deaky. Um, but uh, moving on to uh, my, my favourite question, and that is, what's your favourite cover? My favorite cover of all time. Um, I don't know. I there is that. I don't know if you remember. There's a Mike Zek issue of Spider-Man where he's in the um, the alien costume, like like mm-hmm. Spider-Man is in the back, the black costume. And the background is also black. So it's just, it's really, it's very, very subtle. Like you can kind of see the buildings in the background, but like, and like Spider-Man like only appears where like, you know, like the lights in the windows of the buildings. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is kind of like in the negative space of of the um the cover if that makes sense yeah. you know the cover i'm i'm i don't know the cover that you're, you're you're referring to but it sounds epic um do you remember ish what uh what issue it was uh i am trying to google mike zack spider-man as we speak uh if you want to ask me the next question and i can go back to that we can try we can try and find it sure man um well whilst we're trying to find that uh what comic do you repeatedly read the most uh probably all-star superman uh cool man it's classic and what what why do you read it the most why do you repeatedly uh i mean it's just every it's everything that i love about spider-man sure uh superman you mean? Did I say Spider-Man? I'm sorry. I'm looking at pictures. Of <laughs> yeah, so that's why. I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to talk to you. I apologize. Hey, no worries, no worries. But yeah, no, that's a that's a classic. How many how many times do you reckon that you've read that? Probably close to twenty. Um, I mean, wow. when I was nice. yeah, when I was younger, I I used to read um, The Dark Knight Returns a lot. Right. Um, which that, I mean, that's another one that's that's up there mm. in my favorite comic books of all time. But yeah, I think all-star Superman is my favorite comic book of all time. Just, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, he, he kind of, um, he kind of just captured everything that I love about, Superman with that guy. Right. Yeah. For sure. You certainly did. Um well the two uh, both uh Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Um Yeah, I should did. mention Frank Quietly too because uh, he's oh, you very... bet. Okay, are you ready for what the issue of this cover yeah. it's called Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Man Number one zero one. One zero one. Here we 
Okay, spectacular. Got it. Wow. Pretty it's cool. wild. That's super cool. Really cool. So, yeah, folks, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man issue number one. 1976 and it was um it was mike zek right. the artist for that is it i mean i mean the reason why i like it so much is like the subtlety of it mm. um yeah i don't know i just think it's a really clever cover it is that's really cool yeah no no that is a really clever cover um because yeah as you say, he's kind of like in the negative space and it's all black and white. But yeah, it's obviously the buildings are all around him. He's in the middle, kind of upside down. Um, And yeah, no, he's... uh, That that is incredible design. So have you already said on the show before what your favourite comic book cover of all time is? I haven't said mine, no. Um, I've, I've... Kept kept my comic book choices close to my chest over the years, oh. <laughs> um, for the for, for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe issue like episode two hundred or something. I'll I'll reveal that um, or or something maybe further down the line because we're actually only twenty episodes away from uh, from two hundred. So yeah, but oh, congratulations! Uh, oh, thanks, man. It's 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 been. Uh, it's been an incredible journey, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, um, for now, I'll, I'll keep that close to my chest. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've I've got one in mind for sure, <laughs> for me. And I know it's so difficult, isn't it? Because there are so many great covers out there. Um, but uh, yeah, if push comes to shove, yeah, I can, uh, I can certainly say which one. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit hard to, to decide on one, right? But it is. But that's a really good one. That's incredible. Um, that's a really cool one that I hadn't come across before. So nice choice, nice choice. Um, and then uh, moving on to our um, eighth question, and that's uh, what's the most meaningful comic to you? I think it goes back to what I said before, which is um, All Star Superman. I mean, mm-hmm. that was an that was a comic book that I read. Like it had been a little while since I um, had read comic books and that was kind of the one that got me back into it. So Mm. yeah. So I think all-star Superman is the most meaningful for me. Oh, very cool. Um, Cause what did you, did you kind of fall out of reading comics for a while? Yeah. Like in my early twenties, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was just busy with going to school and, you know, trying to have mm-hmm. a social life and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And um, also, I mean, it's hard when you're in college because you don't have money for comic books. Yeah. But um, yeah, All-Star Superman is what reminded me of what I loved about comic books. Nice. Nice. Um, and then uh, moving on to our penultimate question, what's the most underrated comic that you've read? Most well, I mean, the most underrated comic book right now is Barbaric from uh, Vault Comics. Uh, have you read that? I have not. So that's my that's my favorite comic book currently. It's kind of a play on Conan the Barbarian. Right. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to pitch this comic book to Marvel, and um, 
he just ended up doing it independently instead. The idea mm-hmm. is it's basically Conan the Barbarian and a witch has um, uh, cast a spell on him that uh, he has he he can only act altruistically. Um, so he has a an axe, a magic axe that that can talk, who kind of acts as his um, Jiminy Cricket, like his right. moral compass. And um, but the the axe also has um, kind of ulterior motives because the the axe gets thirsty for blood. Mm. So. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a really fun little comic book. It's, um, I guess it's a little bit of a parody of, um, Conan the Barbarian because, uh, I mean, the, the sex and the violence is kind of ramped up a little bit. I mean, obviously as if the sex and violence in Conan isn't already ramped up, but, <laughs> but this is a little bit, a little bit more in your face, just to the point where it yeah. gets, it does make you feel like it's slightly tongue in cheek. Yeah, I figured that because on the um, on the first volume on the Vault website, it says Owen the Barbarian has an axe and he's going to do good with it if he has to kill someone. So it's like you know, <laughs> they're just like really taking the mick out straight off the uh, straight off the bat there. So um, yeah, no, that's good fun. And it, the, I mean, the art is incredible. It's really cool, really yeah. kind of dynamic and really colourful, and yeah, very cool. I'm surprised that people don't know about this comic just for the art yeah. alone, because um, uh, it's great. Yeah, I, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, whenever I bring up barbaric, uh, most people yeah say, "Oh, I've never heard of that," you know. Yeah, no. Um, well, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Very cool. Nice. Um, really like it. Uh, now, moving on to our last question. Uh, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? Oh, I feel boring, but I'm probably going to say All-Star Superman again. I mean, cool. or, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it would be Watchmen, just because there's mm-hmm. so many different aspects to, to Watchmen. And I feel like um, you can read it dozens and dozens of times and still pick up on little little things. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. I guess I guess it, it's a tie between those two. Fair play. Nice. I think I can grab two comic books, right? I have enough time. <laughs> yeah. We can uh we can we, we can allow that. Um, and then along along with those, um what weapon tool or useful item would you like to take with you? as well a weapon um, it could be a we- weapon tool or useful item it's entirely up to you which one so i remember i was listening to a podcast and they said that the best weapon for uh like a zombie apocalypse I, and i know you said you didn't necessarily say that there were going to be zombies but like the best weapon would probably be some type of of edged weapon, mm-hmm. like some sort of knife, just because you don't run out of ammo, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess like 
I mean, if I could find it, I guess like a machete or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or a hunting knife, I guess. For sure. Well, we can supply you with that. No problems at all. Um, and uh, yeah, all that being said and done, um, Grant, Grant Lancard, thank you very much for sharing your comics for the apocalypse. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me on your show. Um, hey, no worries. Looking to this when it comes out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and uh, for the listeners, one more time, where's the best place to find you online? Um, you can just go to comicsburg.com. Actually, that yeah, that's probably the easiest thing because um, you can just find if you go to my about the author page. It has all my mm-hmm. other social media on there. Cool. Nice. And then we'll we'll, we'll hunt you down from there. But uh, of course, all of the um, links from the show notes, folks. So go check out Grant right there. Um, and then uh, other than that, are you going to any cons this year? I'm going to a, a uh, quite a few conventions actually. Uh, my next up one up is Kazakhan. Cause is spelled like C A U S E, like like for a cause, mainly right. because I, I believe that uh, I don't know all, but I I believe quite a bit of uh, the proceeds go to uh, charity for that one. Oh, cool! Um, and then, uh, but we're going to quite a few. But I, Three Rivers mm-hmm. Con is actually my favorite of all the conventions, and um, nice Three Rivers is right here in Pittsburgh and it's a it's a true comic book convention it's not a pop culture right. convention that has like a couple of yes it's, yeah. we all, we all know the type <laughs> don't worry <laughs> and and before we uh sign off i did want to mention that i do have a kickstarter up yes up. as well totally we, uh, i mean there, there'll be about a week left when this goes live so folks be sure to go check out beowulf um, if you uh, search Beowulf on Kickstarter, I'm sure that you'll find it. Um, or um, just click the the link in the show notes. Yeah, and if you've missed issues one through four, don't don't worry about that. You can get those issues as well. Awesome, nice one, perfect. Well, again, Grant, thank you um, for for coming on the pod, and yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Cool, man. You take care. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Bye for now. Thanks again to Grant for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, whichever podcast service you use, as not only will let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Grant's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure, sure to visit Comic Seed's website. Sorry, Comic Seed. Very long day. Um, make sure you visit their website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, or I don't fall asleep, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.